show. Obviously, you're not a golfer. What kind of beer do you like? Heineken! Fuck that shit! Pops, food, ribbon! You take drugs, Danny? Every day. Good. So what's the problem? I don't know. Money, 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 money! I drink your milkshake! I drink it up! Son of a bitch. Stole mine. You're a cantaloupe. <laughs> Jump on it. Jump on it. <laughs> I always just picture dodgeball when I hear that song. Jump on it? Yeah. Ah, Fresh Prince. Where? Bel Air. Where does it happen in there? Jump on it. Jump. It sounded like a theme song, though. No, I think, uh, I think Carlton and Will go to Vegas, and then they have to they lose all their money. And then they have to earn it back. So then they enter like a dance competition. And then they dance to Sir Mix a Lot. Uh, God, I forget what the fucking name of the song is. But it's that beat. Oh, oh, oh. Whenever I hear that, I just picture Ben Stiller in that white, like leather, full, like white leather, like jacket and pants when he shows up to. Uh, well, his real life wife's house with on that scooter with Michelle. Jump uh, on it. Jump is that on what's it. playing? Jump on it. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, that's the dance in Fresh Prince. They go, dun, 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 and then they go, jump on it. Jump on it. <laughs> Listeners are loving. Listeners the intro. be listening. And that's it. That's all. <laughs> Well, welcome back to WTM Watch This Movie. I'm your host, Eric Mulder. Eric, he is a bad, bad man. I'm joined once again by Mr. Alex Jones. Yay, yay. Let him watch. Let him watch. Mr. Let him watch. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, the Oscars. Yuck. Came and went already. Yuck. Yuck. (laughs) Didn't like the Oscars? No, they're all right overall. (laughs) They were mediocre. <laughs> That's he already fit it in. Get the fucking soundbite going, dude. Well, you just told me about it a minute before the show. Well, didn't have time to throw in Mad Max Fury Road. Fast forwarded to the part. Mediocre. <laughs> it's dope beats. I'll make a note of it for next time. Yeah, you know you get on. When we do Jackie Brown, because we're going to be recording Live Jackie and Let Brown. Die episode right after this. But right now. We're just going to do a little Oscars recap. Yep. Controversial ending. Yep. First of all, PCW, was that the Price Cooper Waterhouse? Price Waterhouse. Price Waterhouse something? Price Waterhouse Cooper. Cooper. PWC. Uh, uh, was it, uh, what's the name of the Mad Men uh, firm? It's something, it's like St- Sterlington, Sterling and Cooper. Sterling, Sterling Cooper. Price. Draper Price. Draper Price. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, I was just trying to figure Sterling Cooper was the original one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. 
So yeah, PCW or PWC. 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 We have a lot of the contractors that might work from PWC. It's the only reason why I know that. Oh, really? Yep. <laughs> what the hell do you guys do with them? <clears throat> or what do they do? Uh, Auditing type stuff. So they audit you guys. Or that or they help. That or otherwise they help prepare for audits. Help us get prepared for audits. Well, or they do whatever the fuck I tell them to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're pretty good account I'm numbers. I'm an employee and they're contracting. They're pretty good account numbers, just not good account envelopes, I guess. Yeah. So they give the wrong envelope to Warren Beatty. <laughs> Who can't read. <laughs> Can hardly stand still. Well, I mean, when I was watching it, I could tell he looked like, <clears throat> I mean, obviously he knew something was up. It wasn't the right card. But you would think, like, trying to put yourself in that situation, I would have thought that I probably would just would have leaned into the microphone and be like, I think I got the wrong card. Because it would be funny and it wouldn't have ruined anything. Yeah, but here's the difference. You're you're common Joe. You're you're all right with a little humility. Old Warren Beatty, I think, <laughs> still just trying to be cool Warren Beatty. So he probably doesn't want to look like there's a screw up involved. You know no. what I mean? And then I think Faye Dunaway just looked down and read the movie that yeah, was on there. Just saw La La Land and just blurted it out. Yeah. Even though Emma Stone's print was was bigger for her name than the movie name. Right. So it was like Emma Stone and like, yeah, for La La Land. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I don't know how you fuck up that bad. That's embarrassing. It's stupid, too, to have two sets of envelopes. It doesn't make much sense. Like, I was trying to think, I read some of, I guess, the reasoning for having it, for having two sets of envelopes. But, like, they talk about, like, some people think it's for security purposes or auditing purposes. And then, like, the one guy was talking about it. Well, you know, that L.A. traffic, you know, we want to make sure that at least, you know, one of us gets the show on time, which makes even less fucking sense because it's like, really, you can't you can't get to the Oscars in one day. Yeah. Like all the stars can show up, but no, the, the envelopes can't get there. The yeah. guy who personally walks the envelopes there yeah, and those briefcases, they can't get to the theater on time. No, it's not like they just did the envelopes the night before they do it like a week or two before. I think you said it. Uh, they also mentioned, you know, that way you can audit, you can ensure, you know, what was read is what was supposed to be read. It was like a backup. But why wouldn't you just store it somewhere else? <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. I think it's I think it's stupid that Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway could just walk up and be handed or told which card, and it's mm-hmm. the wrong fucking card. It's literally the last award. So there <laughs> should be no other cards on the table, in my opinion. Just be, yeah, it's that one. Or a guy goes, here you go. Yeah, another reason I don't like them splitting it up between left side of the stage and the right side. Like, well, we have, you know, one briefcase at each side and we just trade off whoever the, whichever side the presenter is coming from, that person gives them the card. But what, you can't walk around the backstage in five minutes to stand on the other side. Don't they also already have it figured out which side of the stage they're going to come on? Maybe not, I guess, but. Yeah, I guess I always assumed it was planned. Yeah, I you see, because so you usually see two people come from each side and meet in the middle a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes they come out together, but it's like I assume that's not random. I assume it's just 
I don't know. So, yeah, then you, wouldn't you have just the cards for your side the whole yeah. night yeah. and have the backup in its fucking briefcase as a backup locked up? So I guess the backup, uh, so is what happened, they read off the name, La La Land. Everybody thinks it's La La Land. And is, is there somebody off stage reading the backup going, it's not La La Land? And is that why they all of a sudden went out and said something? Well, I believe those two guys that are handing out the envelopes were the ones who stuffed them. Right. There's two people who know the answers beforehand. Yeah. Beforehand, and I believe it's those two guys that hand out the envelopes. Okay. They I forget the names of the at least they they named the the guys who handed out the envelopes. They named the guy who fucked up and gave him the wrong one. Yeah. But I'm guessing those are the two that know it, so they probably... That's why they ran on stage semi-quickly. Like you and I both noticed while we are watching you know, the La La Land people give their speeches. Yeah. There's a, just a flurry of activity in the background, people running around. And yeah. I saw the one guy in a headset just like ripping people's envelopes like out of their hands because like, other people's were up there. Like Emma Stone was up there because she had just won Best Actress. And yeah. other people had like envelopes. I saw a guy like grabbing envelopes. I'm like, what the fuck is he grabbing envelopes for? <laughs> Something's not right. Yeah. And then <laughs> it was not. Nah. <laughs> so yeah, not only are you being an asshole to the La Land people. What did I say? La La Land people? Yeah. People, la la ladians, <laughs> if you will. Yeah, and then you also you don't give the proper due to Moonlight. Well, no, you they feel like sucked all the thunder. <laughs> yeah, they feel awkward going up there because they feel bad that they're literally taking these trophies away from people, right? <laughs> through no fault of their own, <laughs> so I people mean, can't even like, you know, like I'm sure Barry Jenkins had another speech maybe prepared if they would have won he went on to like you know uh to hell with the dreams this is real you know mm-hmm. that sort of thing it was kind of of the moment and yeah whatnot but he could have i'm sure and they did talk a little bit in the in the screen when they won for a screenplay they did talk about you know people who um don't think they're you know represented enough in media and things like that you know mm-hmm. you're not you know next four years we're not going to forget you all that Seems like it would have been something similar that Jenkins would have said after uh, Moonlight won Best Picture, but yeah. everything was kind of scrapped. Yeah, the speech he had a good speech for screenplay. Yeah. I mean, I can't remember his co-writer's name, but he talked too about you know how they're both from Miami and uh, I don't know. It was <clears throat> yeah, you would have hoped that he would have had something equally as well for Best Picture. But it probably kind of got thrown to the wind after they fucked up. <laughs> so, yeah, that was quite the fuck up. Um, if you follow us on Twitter, you'll notice I tweeted uh, Yahoo News had a story. Um, they had the video of Sammy Davis Jr. Same thing happened to him back in 1964. He was given the wrong envelope. And he announced the incorrect winner for a musical score award. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty funny. <laughs> Jack Lemmon's the host that year. Sammy Davis comes out, and he's Sammy Davis. At least they caught it before anybody got on stage. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he actually read a winner for a different 
category. Yeah. He lists off the nominees, which must have been on a teleprompter in front of him or uh, a cue card. Yeah. And he opened up the envelope and said the name in the movie, and it wasn't anything he just said. Right. So everyone's all confused. People clap. And yeah, there's like, half uh, the people are like, yeah, clapping. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> Hold on. So, yeah, give that a look-see. That's pretty funny. Um, yeah. Sammy handles it very well. Yeah fucking hilarious what he says um but yeah going back to the oscars this year i guess i could say i'm pretty happy with all the winners i guess the only one i was not really mad about but i mean a lot of people are mad about casey affleck winning yeah Um, you know i was that was the only one that i wanted denzel to win that denzel deserved it uh lucas hedges no 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 that that was supporting uh Andrew Garfield was another one I think maybe deserved it more mm-hmm. than Casey Affleck. Uh, That's the problem with Garfield <laughs> because he was nominated for Hexal Ridge and he probably should have been nominated for Silence. Yeah, you said instead. that. Yeah. So when Casey Affleck won the award, he walked on stage and he gave like a side hug to the uh, – it wasn't the presenter of the award. It was – Brie like, Larson was the presenter. Yeah, it wasn't her. It was he gave her a hug, but I think it was the girl that escorts him off stage mm-hmm. was off to the side. He gave her like a side hug, and then she like embraced for a full hug. And I go, easy, you know, he's getting a little grabby. Gonna <laughs> have another lawsuit on his hand. Yeah, um, I'm not as mad as everyone else. I just thought Denzel deserved it for fences. Yeah, but I mean, all that stuff with him and his past you know sexual harassment claims and lawsuits and he settled both out of court and the thing is he never you never really know what the fuck happens in those situations oh no i actually only really knew the extent of it because i don't follow the personal stuff as much as like mm-hmm. you and sam and i was asking her about it because i had seen a little headline and then i read up on it right before the oscars so if i hadn't read that i probably wouldn't have thought anything of it <laughs> But then yeah. I read it, and then I go, oh, he's getting grabby. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It shows that it'll skew your, skew your vision. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I I didn't mind him winning. I mean, he did a good job, but, like, I, we talked about it in the last podcast. Denzel felt like just was better than yeah. all of them. Well, but his brother, uh, his brother Ben, sitting in the front row, I think he was tearing up. He was crying when yeah, Casey I thought, got it. Yeah, I thought so, too. I suppose a box of Kleenexes. Fuck. Goodwill hunting. It's kind of what put them all on the map, really. Maybe not yeah. so much. Um, Matt Damon had a little bit, had a few roles before then, I think. But, uh, yeah, a little Casey Affleck in the back. Quit, just, just quit being a jerk. Give me my burger. Double burger. <laughs> double burger. <laughs> I wish I had a double burger. <laughs> well, give me your fucking 15 cents. We'll put your burger up here. Put it on layaway. <laughs> At the end of the week, you get your sandwich. <laughs> Here's a fucking burger. <laughs> Why don't you quit being a prick and give me my sandwich? <laughs> uh, I like how uh, a lot of things are much funnier to you and I than everyone else. Yeah, everybody else is like, ah, oh, these guys are terrible at quoting <laughs> movies. It isn't that funny of a part, guys. <laughs> it is to us. <laughs> And he did beat off into a you know baseball mitt. 
He's come <laughs> yeah. a long way from that baseball man. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, that was a little controversial. People are comparing Brie Larson because last year, you know, she hugged survivors of you know rape and just sexual abuse victims because of her role in Room. Mm-hmm. So like there was like a thing with you know victims of sexual assault and things like that there. Sure. I think she was like hugging or whatever. And they're like, oh, now she's handing a ward off to like a sex somebody, criminal. Somebody accused of sexual assault. Yeah. And she also had to give it to him at the Golden Globes as well. She presented the award to him then, too, which is kind of funny. Oh, really? It's <laughs> like she had to that. do two award shows and give him the award. Ah. <laughs> and people have like zoomed up on her face, like when she sees the card and sure. she doesn't look too happy or whatever, which eh, is debatable, but. I don't. I, I guess I, I didn't think she looked. She just looked indifferent. She yeah. looked like she doesn't know him, and it's kind of whatever. You know what I mean? Not everybody yeah. in Hollywood knows each other. Yeah. Like so, he alluded to when he was accepting his award. Mm-hmm. He said Denzel taught. You know, I credit him with teaching me how to act, and this is the first time I've ever met him. Was tonight. And they got, they got to Denzel, and more and more these days, Denzel never looks happy. <laughs> he's just sitting there. <laughs> now, maybe he's pissed he didn't get the award, but I think he's just is an old man. It's like, fuck, he's already got two. He just turned into an old man. <laughs> he's already got two Oscars. He'd be one of only three. I think it's, well, wait, I think it's only two Two males have three Oscars. Yeah. Daniel D. Lewis has the three Best Actor Oscars. I think Jack Nicholson has two best actors and one best supporting, I believe. Okay. Maybe Lawrence Olivier has two or three, something like that. Hmm. But, yeah, anyways, uh, I thought Jimmy Krimmel, <laughs> Krimmel, <laughs> I thought Jimmy Kimmel did a pretty good job. I liked him a lot. I thought he was funny. I'd never watch him because uh, what does he do? Not the Tonight Show. Um, whatever ABC does. Yeah, I guess whatever <laughs> ABC's late night show. I never watch him on there, uh, so I didn't know how. Might much be Jimmy. Like. Is it Jimmy Kimmel Live? Yeah, I think, yeah, it is. So it's not even one of those. It's just his own show. I still look at him and I go, "You used to do the Man Show," <laughs> which is fucking hilarious to think about because uh-huh. that is probably one of the most chauvinistic, <laughs> just guy shows back in the day. Mm-hmm. Just beer. And big boobs and just trampolines, hard, trampoline <laughs> girls on trampolines. <laughs> Look at him now hosting the Oscars. Yeah, uh, I thought he did good. I thought he was funny. He kind of rolled with stuff pretty well. I thought his ripping on Matt Damon was fucking hilarious. Yeah, I got a kick out of every. <laughs> also, because Matt Damon's face is just like the fuck. <laughs> they tried to play Matt Damon off while he's about to present. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. Um. I guess uh, I was really surprised with actually, I wouldn't say necessarily a lack, but kind of almost like a lack of Trump bashing. I figured there'd be more. Like there were several jokes that he did. There was, you know, a few speeches where, you know, his policies and him, you know, himself was brought up, whatnot, but not much. Oh, I disagree. You think it was a lot of Trump bashing? I thought it was more than I wanted. Oh, really? I don't know. I, I'm, I, I guess I, I was expecting Armageddon, and I didn't get it. I, I'm always expecting it in the opening monologue, and then after that I kind of want 
it to go away. Yeah. And like, I don't know, rip on other stuff, have more fun. Like the shit he did with Matt Damon or rip on other actors. You don't have to be mean. Uh, but yeah, well, he tweeted at Trump. I there was, was a whole funny. segment when he treated at, <laughs> tweeted at Trump. Except it, it's a joke that didn't have an ending because then it was like. He never well, tweeted he, back. Yeah, he didn't I think tweet he, back. I think he was hoping that he would tweet back during the show or some shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there was that. Uh, you up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny. But uh, yeah. Meryl says hi. <laughs> the funny thing is, I don't think people realize what the hell Trump said. He said she was overrated. Right. You can only say that about someone who's rated very highly. So yeah. I remember like the next day, like interns or something like IMDb printed or somebody printed off her IMDb list of awards that she's gotten, you know, which is just pages and pages. Yeah. It was like dozens of pages of like different awards she's won. Yeah. And they laid them all out together and tweeted them like, oh, yeah, I guess she's not so overrated. It's like, no, he's saying she's overrated. She's rated highly too often. I don't agree with him, but I'm saying that's what he's saying. He's saying she's gotten too many awards. So saying that she's gotten a lot of awards doesn't disprove what he said. No. What? I'm saying he says she's, she's overrated. overrated. Everyone's yeah. like, look at all these awards she's won. I mean, she, she, yeah, he doesn't <laughs> think she's as good as she is. That's yeah, how I, I took it. Yeah. And then everybody's like, she's won all these awards. Yeah, but it's like you can't, if somebody's. You can, uh, somebody can only be overrated if they've won of a lot of awards. Yeah. Uh, true. So that's what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't really make sense. Like, look at all these awards she's won. It's like, yeah, that's what he's saying. He's saying she's won too much. I don't agree with him, but. To me, it doesn't make sense because it's, it's such a ridiculous statement to make that <laughs> it doesn't even warrant a response back. Yeah. She is so overrated. It's like, <laughs> no, she's not. <laughs> she's She's good. So sorry. Like, <laughs> I might be able to believe it a little bit if she was making more decisions, like say Robert De Niro or something like that. Like somebody who's doing more like hack shit these days, but yeah. she doesn't really do a lot of cash grabs. No, every once really, in a while I she mean, might have a stinker, but it's pretty. She that? keeps the quality of her films that she's in up pretty high. God, what was that crappy Rocker Mom movie she did? Uh Oh, uh, yeah, where she was like an old, or like a year or two ago, where she was like an old, uh, older, like, she's in like country a country star or like a rocket, like, yeah, a, she's like in a band, rock and roll or, star. But she neglected her daughter, so I can't remember. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was garbage. But I mean, it, yeah, but it, it, it wasn't like, it wasn't trying uh, to be like, like a, doing the Smurfs or some yeah. shit like that. It was not like, I think she was trying to make, like, she thought it was going to be a right. movie, and I, it just wasn't. It just but. wasn't. Yeah. But yeah, the, uh, Viola Davis, I thought, had the best speech, hands down. Of course. <laughs> of course. And guess what? It wasn't political. Surprise. She's fucking, surprise. She's fucking solid when it comes to giving speeches. She's good at the Golden Globes. Uh, it seems like any interview I've seen her in, she's just very well spoken. So, yeah, I'm, I guess I'm not surprised. Mahershala Ali, his was good, too. But yeah. his was good at, like, the SAG Awards when he talked mm -hmm. about – his mom being a Christian and he's a Muslim or cause she's like a pastor or something like that too. Oh yeah. And then when he converted over and, uh, how she was open and he did a really good job. I would say Casey Affleck, I think, <laughs> I think he got nervous and Emma stone, uh, 
maybe got intimidated and nervous. Yeah, don't at, seem really nervous at the quality of speeches. Maybe those two gave in addition to like the years of good speeches. You know, you always mm-hmm. have a handful of really good ones. We talked about J.K. Simmons back when he won Whiplash. Yeah, that was really good speech. Uh, I think Casey Affleck and Emma Stone got up there, and they were just. They're excited and nervous, and I think they wanted to give like a really heartfelt speech, and they just it wasn't bad. It was just like, yeah, you just said thanks. That's that's fine. You don't know. You don't you always have to like really nervous. You don't always have to hit a fucking home run. It's yeah. all right. Or DiCaprio when he won for the Revenant, he gave a good speech too. Mm-hmm. Good sign off kind of thing like that. But uh, yeah, yeah Mahershala Ali. It was cool that I don't know that was the use the first Muslim actor. Yeah, I didn't know award. that either. That was pretty cool. Because I believe there's been a, a few Muslims here and there that one for other categories, just not acting. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, the Minnesota Somalian guy, I guess he wasn't. Maybe he wasn't Muslim. But he also he didn't win. Yeah, he won an Oscar, didn't he? He was nominated. I don't think he won. You can look it up right now, but I'll I don't look think it won. up because I, I thought he won for his role. Maybe he was just nominated. Yeah, because I don't remember him giving a speech. That's a good point. It's a Barkad Abdi. Yeah. He said he was in that uh, Eye in the Sky movie. Yep. He plays a, I guess like a, a villager in Somalia. I can't remember if he's a terrorist or if he's one of the good people or not. He was good in there. He's also in, uh, he's going to be here at least last time I looked in the new Blade Runner movie. Apparently oh, yeah. He's going to play one of the villains, cool. I think, or something. So. Still getting work. Find your goddamn name. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you're right. Never mind. He was nominated for so nominated supporting role. Yep, just didn't win. So yeah, I mean, in Moonlight in general, I was happy for that it won because like we talked about what we thought was going to win. Yeah, we both thought that Moonlight had the best chance of upsetting La La Land. Yep, and that wasn't going to bother either of us. I think I, I mean, even though I had Moonlight ranked. I think it was number 10 on my top 10 list. Like I said, I could, as soon as I watched that again, that could change. It could go all the way up to two, maybe. Yeah, I agree. Won't go up to one. I'm not knocking off Neon Demon, but. I think I had it at four, four or five. Yeah. So, I mean, very deserving. Also, opens up a lot of doors for indie film, black Mm. indie film, black actors, black directors, writers, all that stuff. Yep. LGBTQ community. Yep. Um, all that type of stuff. So it's cool for that to win. Yeah, like I guess Hell or High Water would have been fun if that won. It would have been Otherwise, cool. I just it would have been cool to see that win something, I guess, because it was such a good movie. Yeah. There wasn't there wouldn't have been a best picture nominee that I guess would have been I wouldn't have been mad if anyone won. Well maybe Lion. I didn't want Lion to win Best Picture. <sighs> I liked Lion a lot. Yeah, I liked it, but it was like, I, just, I probably won't ever watch it again. I thought most of the other movies were better. Yeah. I like Hidden Figures. I'm like, mm. it's like, you know, this, you know, last year, our last two years, Oscar's so white, you know, mm-hmm. so this year we get, you know, a lot of uh, black films, black actors, black filmmakers. Yeah. And it was kind of like, well, Hidden Figures... Like, there's two other black-centric films that I think are way better <laughs> than Hidden Figures, yeah. with Fences and Moonlight. So yeah. kind of like, well, if Hidden Figures won, I'm like, well, <laughs> you you got it over Fences and Moonlight? Like, really? 
Yeah. You're going to give the popcorn, like, crowd pleaser the Oscar instead of, you know, serious cinema like Moonlight or Fences? No. But, yeah, I was happy about that. I did kind of want to see Melly, Melly Mill get up there and take Best Director. I was just just because <laughs> just because I wanted to hear him. Yeah, I would have. That was actually the only thing I didn't care for in the monologue was when he did the Braveheart thing. Yeah, because it was kind of like he, he was going too far to like make a joke. Like it wasn't funny enough for like the insult. He pretty much it wasn't handed. that good of a joke. Yeah, yeah. And I get it was like you know Braveheart's going to unite us, but even he couldn't do that or. Cause he's like, he's like, I'm not that guy. I can't unite us. There's only one Braveheart in here. And we all know he's not going to unite us. I'm yeah. Like, well, that doesn't add anything. Like it was funny enough, and you're like, I'm not going to unite us. It was like, it was okay. And then like, <laughs> hey, remember Mel Gibson's down here, and we've already talked to him about four or five times as telecast about him being a you know racist and misogynist and all this other shit. How about his? Again, I don't follow the personal stuff too much. Is that his wife? Uh, she's. I don't think they're they're not married yet. They met two years ago though, when she was twenty four and he was fifty nine. Yeah. And now he's sixty one, she's twenty six. Sam was giving me the skinny skin. on it, and I go, oh, I thought that was like his daughter's. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's his lady. And she goes, like when they then when they would flash to him and stuff like that. She's like, oh, he's so gross. Just so, and I go, well, if you think of it this way, if you were a 60 year old man and you could date 20 year olds, would you? <laughs> yeah, I probably would. Maybe. See, most of them do, anyways. The ones that haven't been married for I a go, long maybe time you are all look at, you look dating at, like 30 year olds or younger. You look at her more of like, yeah, you're maybe gold digging a little bit, but yeah. maybe not. Like you know. his last wife and right. So it's like girlfriends. And it's whatnot. tough for me to look at the dude. And think, but yeah, it it's like just, worst it case funny. scenario, they're I gonna totally break thought, up and she's gonna get fifty million dollars. Right? So I who just gives a fuck. I totally thought that was a <laughs> relative or a daughter or something. They go, oh, he's banging her. Okay, because even if they don't get married to like to get money from a divorce settlement, now she's got a kid, so that child support is gonna be about fucking half a million. Right. Which <laughs> <laughs> is fucking ridiculous. But yeah. um... Yeah, because like before on the red carpet, Michael Strahan was interviewing Mel and yep. her, and he's like, "Hey, it's your big comeback. I know you're tired of hearing hearing that, but uh, what if you could say something to you know describe what this moment means to you and things like that?" And it's like, well, if you think he's tired of hearing it, then quit fucking bringing it up. Then every yeah. interview you do, hey, you're back. Even though it's like he was still making movies. Right. Although, I mean, making him rarely himself, but he was in a bunch of stuff. He was in the Expendables three, and he oh, was a right. couple of his films that he was in. And yep. Um, speaking of which, you know, he might <laughs> direct the next Suicide Squad. No Gibson. Yeah. Oh, that's the rumor that I'll watch that. <laughs> they're trying to get him to direct Suicide Squad two, which doesn't make a whole hell of a lot of sense to me, but. I mean, I think he's skilled as a director, but I'm like, really? You're going to do a comic book movie? Yeah, it because doesn't make sense. I heard rumor, or I guess read an article about, you know, industry rumors, that they wanted him to play Thor's dad in the Marvel Universe. Okay. And he turned it down because he didn't want to 
do that comic book stuff. Yeah. But maybe he just didn't want to act in it. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they're paying him a lot. Because uh, they, they asked him about it at the Oscars. And he was talking about, like, yeah, we've talked about story points. You know, nothing's you know set in stone or anything. There's no done deal or anything. But we talked about some story points and whatnot, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. So he confirmed that they're, they've talked to him. Like they want him to do it, which is, you look at his filmography and you're like, huh, really? <laughs> Doesn't really fit in there, but Everyone was already given enough shit to Suicide Squad for winning that Oscar. Costume on. design? Wasn't yeah. I think it was costume Costume design. and makeup, I think. Uh, I didn't mind it. I mean, I think I think those superhero movies get snubbed a lot because they're superhero movies, but yeah. some of that costume and makeup is pretty fucking impressive. Whether you like a comic book movie or not. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember who it was up against offhand, but. A bunch of different stuff, period pieces. and Right, fucking period pieces went all the time. Yeah. Which is great. It's difficult to make old clothes and cars. I get it, but. <laughs> I'm cool with throwing an award to the more mainstream stuff every now and then. Costume design. I do think some of the superhero stuff doesn't get its credit when it comes to that shit because it immediately mm-hmm. is brushed off because it's like wow well, it's superhero popcorn blockbuster yeah and that's another thing i i think that's why like musicals period pieces movies like that always do so well like best picture wise at the academy mm-hmm. because of if you look at what the makeup of the academy is yeah people like to say that oh you know it's all old people or all old white people or whatever you know, they have that, uh, the new woman who heads up that, uh, the Academy, I forget what her name is. Yeah, I can't remember. The Harrier, I think last year, probably yeah. after the Oscar so white controversy. So they had to make themselves look like they're not racist. So let's, you know, hire a person of color to run shit now. So no, nobody can criticize us. And she, she, she increased the membership by like 10% or something like that. And it was pretty, a lot of, you know, minorities, but also, you know, minority Cheryl category Isaacs. type fields. What? Sorry, what's her name? Cheryl Isaacs. Okay. Like a lot of costume and makeup people and special effects people. Like mm-hmm. a lot of those people were included as well in like the expansion. It was like hundreds of new members yeah. that they joined. Well, I think they do. I No, they do honor that because they talked about what the science and engineering oscar awards that took place like Mm -hmm. the day before and that's basically for all like the you know the people that are creating the animatronics and all that kind of inventive shit that Mm -hmm. goes into like action movies or sci-fi or anything even like cameras and stuff like that so i guess they do honor it um but it's almost like the grammy awards for like bluegrass folk which maybe they do folk now because it's a little more pop but it's always shit that's done off air essentially which then gets less exposure but yeah and that's why i thought it was kind of into it was cool to see a superhero thing yeah like i was saying i think just like heath when heath ledger got nominated now you could say he got nominated because he died but uh it was cool to see batman get nominated for a major award yeah uh, like a Batman film. And the fact that they pretty much expanded the category because they right. didn't get in. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was saying, I think that's why period pieces and like musicals do so well in the best picture category because 
so many people involved with those movies are given a larger voice, a voting voice than other people mm-hmm. are because there's those, there's all those costume and makeup and hair and like production design and things like that. The kind of artsier, um, I guess that goes into the production side of it, the hair, the makeup, special effects, like those aren't like, nobody's going to nominate Moonlight for best hair and makeup. Right. This is not going to happen. There isn't enough stuff to judge and it's not, you know what it's about. It's contemporary film. And so when these bigger movies like the musicals and the period pieces get nominated, like a lot of the hair and makeup people, they love those movies. Right. They work on those movies. Yep. So they're going to vote for that for best picture. Yeah. It's like the flip side of that as well. There's a lot of like special visual effects and special effects, you know, but a lot of those movies never get to the best picture nomination. Yeah. It's like gravity got there interstellar ever since it's expanded. Right. We've gotten a couple in district nines another sci-fi one, but there's only, there's only visual effects. There's pretty mm-hmm. much only one. Yeah. yeah, there's technical awards and yada, yada, yada. But yeah, all the hair and makeup production design, you know, Moon, a movie like Moonlight's never going to win though, or even be nominated for those types of awards. Yeah, no, It's just sure. a independent drama, small scale. Mm-hmm. So, like, those people are generally going to gravitate towards musicals, period pieces, stuff that their craft is used in. Well, and it's also, the yeah, it's highlighted... 10 times more than in your regular film. Yeah, so you have like a, yeah. a percentage of the voting population that's going to be biased towards a certain movie. More, more, or I guess more likely than not. Yeah. Because I mean, you could say there's a bunch of different groups of people that are biased against one type of film or another, but you can't put out a, or point out a specific group that I think you can with like the hair and makeup people. Yeah. Other speeches, yeah, it didn't get as political as I thought it would. Um, the Gail or Gar- Garcia Bernal, mm-hmm. which I don't know. I didn't mind what he said, but it was kind of like, well, you're a presenter, so you're just kind of stopping the show right now to speak out against Trump and all this shit. It's like you, you didn't win anything. So even like the people who, like the Iranian director who had the woman read the speech, speech for him it's like well he won so you know he can kind of say whatever the fuck he wants to say you know within reason you know time limits and whatnot yeah. but yeah like, i don't know the it didn't necessarily rub me the wrong way i was just kind of like eh, i don't know i don't know if that's an appropriate i don't know if we need presenters to start doing a bunch of political speeches when the winners are already doing political speeches yeah this is the one that was like uh, you know, he didn't believe in uh, putting up walls. And then it was, seemed like he even wrote into his own speech, like, applause break here. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like he was waiting for it. But, yeah, it comes, uh, I mean, so during the Grammys, um, I can't remember the guy. I think he's on Orange is the New Black. Maybe not. Or uh, not guy, transgender female. Uh, walked out on stage to present something. She said... Google something Grives. I'm drawing blank on the name. He's his case goes before the Supreme Court, and we need your support, type thing like that. And then he went on to present his award. So I feel like people are doing it more and more. Uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I'm a I'm a believer that you should speak up and 
I mean, what a bigger venue than the Oscars to do it. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I guess I agree. I, you just you didn't previously see it within presenters as much as you do now. Given, yeah. but given the climate's a lot more volatile, I would say, or people feel it is, people feel more attacked or mm-hmm. something, or more defensive, maybe. Uh, yeah, the Iranian one was appropriate. Uh, I thought that was good. You saw it coming, anyways. Uh, yeah, but um, yeah. Only thing, I mean, I thought it was yeah, I thought it was appropriate. Um, obviously because, well, he could have come to the Oscars, but he chose to boycott to, you know, stand in solidarity with other people because there was that cinematographer that couldn't get here. Yeah. Um, I believe from that film couldn't get here because of the travel ban policy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I thought it was very appropriate that he had read, although it's a little nitpicky, but I find it, you know, uh, you know, I don't agree with all the words in there when he was, it's it's just kind of weird. Like, having someone from Iran talk to us about inhumane laws. And it's like, really? You're going to yeah. call this an inhumane law and you're from Iran? It's like, but for all I know, maybe he's very vocal about what Iran needs to change and things like that. Right. I was going to say he doesn't I determine don't the laws in Iran. So, I mean, his is more appropriate strictly because it him, one, his physical presence not being there, I mean, drove home the point he was making, too. Mm-hmm. Whereas the other guy was just saying, like, walls are no good and, you know, I'm pro-immigrant. It's, it's like, sweet. I don't, like, you, it, you, you yeah, can do that it, with a it doesn't, tweet. And that's fine. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that's fine. I guess you can say it. It just doesn't have that much of an impact. I think some of these people think that <clears throat> it has more of an impact than it does, just speaking up. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, Farhadi is the director we're talking about for Iran, and he won. He won uh, a the few years ago for or this uh, year the salesman. Yeah, this year yeah. the salesman. I think it was was it a separation that he did? I forget what what his last film was. I that think won. so. I'm not sure though. But yeah, he won the same award a few years ago. Um, and yeah, I don't I don't know enough about him to know. Maybe he's very active in trying to help civil rights in iran i have no idea but you know you can't be too nitpicky when the guy who wrote it isn't there so you can't really say anything so you just gotta you know listen to what is read it comes off a little ironic when you know we're gonna get lectured by an iranian about inhumane laws and it's like really i was fine with his uh he was it was the other guy just it did it didn't do as much uh I watched, a, I watched a Richard Pryor documentary the other day where he goes off. He went to uh, a gay pride concert type thing like that in San Francisco, and I think it was in the 80s or something. And he goes on a tangent where he's more saying, where were you fuckers at when they were, you know, doing shit to black people and this and this like he got like bothered because he was like you're all rah rah now but now and like everybody boos him and stuff and it was just kind of like interesting because it is like i found it more interesting during the iran uh the farhadi speech how hardcore the cheers were because i know it's a diverse room but it is mostly white americans Mm mm-hmm 
And sometimes they just, I don't know, it goes back to the Hollywood patting themselves on the back, too, where it's kind of like, it's easy to cheer and say one thing and move on with your life than to do anything about it. I, that's my only issue with it, because everybody was just like, fuck yeah, don't show up. Like, you couldn't show up, call out the travel ban. But I'm a white dude, and I live in America, and I don't really do anything else, I guess, besides just cheer. I, it it seemed odd. Yeah, it's like, and I'm here. I chose to come here. <laughs> right. <laughs> and not stand in solidarity it's with like, Farhadi. Yeah, it's like, I there. I don't know. I have, I, have, I have trouble with that. There it's, could have been a bunch of people few... that boycotted the Oscars and said, hey, we're not going to go if, Far, well, Farhadi could have gone, but he is boycotting. But the cinematographer, yeah. he couldn't come. Yeah. So the people could have been like, we're going to stand with in solidarity with this person who's not allowed to come here. Yeah. Instead, like, yeah, he was he was right not to come here, but I was. Right. Because there was a sweet goodie bag at the door. And I'm not <laughs> saying you can't cheer. I mean, you should. I mean, to show support and stuff like that. But it, it's just this odd, this white liberal, like, I don't know. Or it just, you, you say one thing, but you don't necessarily do what you're saying. I don't know. It just seems weird. And I feel like you see it a little more in Hollywood. I could be completely wrong. It just seemed that way. Yeah. Hearing the speech, it was just like, it was a good speech. But can we tone down? Well, hey, white people, can you just tone down a little bit? Because <laughs> some of you are doing stuff, and some of you are just bitching in a corner. <laughs> like, yeah. And there, I think I have more of a problem with it because of the amount of money that a lot of them have and the amount of stuff they probably could influence. But they're good. Like, I don't want to disrupt life too much for myself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the cynical side, of, I guess, that I see a little bit. Yeah. But I don't like know. Like people, uh, or didn't uh, one of the presenter or award winners, did they tell people to donate to ACLU? Who was that? Uh, Yeah. Somebody Our Barry that. Jenkins called out ACLU, I think, during his screenplay acceptance speech i thought he did might be wrong it might be him yeah but i thought i thought he called out the aclu because a lot of people were also wearing the blue ribbon which i think was for the aclu yeah so yeah that makes a lot of sense uh coming from barry jenkins uh there's other people like like meryl streep didn't do it but if like meryl streep was up there or like another just rich white actor with tons of money you should donate to the aclu it's like why don't you give them like (laughs) They, they're, they're, My immediate ap- response is, how much you donate? <laughs> <laughs> After the election, they had that record amount donated. It was like, what, $12 million in one week or $24 million in one week? Something like that, yeah. It was, it was like more than they get in a year. Yeah. And it's like, really? Only They only get like 20 or they only get like $10 million a year? And it's oh. like, you could fucking donate that yourself and oh. fund ACLU for a whole fucking year. And you're you, telling us to donate. That's what I mean. Like... <laughs> And so hearing some of these people being like, yeah, this is bullshit. You have more money than, I mean, it is the the absurd amount of money some of these people have in the lives they live. You could tone it down a bit and do a lot of shit, (laughs) but you'll cheer and you'll tweet. That's cool. Like Bernie Sanders, you know, always bitching about millionaires and shit like that. And then like he just got his third house, fucking beach house and... Nope. Massachusetts. No, nope. it was so funny. There was a there was a tweet I saw online. Somebody had not a well. They didn't make a meme out of it. They just made a picture out of it where it was a tweet of his where he was going off about these millionaires and these you know corporations yada yada yada. And somebody just replied to him and said, "Are you tweeting that from your second or third house?" <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it was That's like a the, kick. the beach house he got. We paid like you know four hundred thousand for, and it's yeah. like. You're you're part of the one percent that you hate. Well, that's and you're the, not getting yourself out of the one percent. So yeah, the whole disclaimer to this is: I'm not saying if you have loads of money, you shouldn't spend it how you want to. Totally different. I think we brought it up about private planes before. If I had yeah. loads of money and I could afford certain stuff, I would probably do it. I would probably do certain things uh, with my money that I felt like doing, but I wouldn't be speaking out against the things. Those things are also leading, <laughs> causing the problem. doesn't fucking make any sense. It, it, you look like a hypocrite. And yeah. I immediately look at you and go, ah, just sit down. Just be quiet. You don't have to be like against or for just be indifferent. Say, yeah, I buy three houses. So I can't speak out against millionaires and people that are just excessively living. Because yeah. I have three fucking houses. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'd, I'd probably do the same thing. Yeah. And Go like, nuts with We've it. talked about... Just don't vocalize yourself so much <laughs> against people that are doing the same thing. It's like we t- we've talked about Leo before. You know, he'll... Him and, like, a lot of people hop in their private jets and they'll fly to halfway across the world to yeah. go to some you know, conservation or environmental conference. Yeah. And it's like how much <laughs> pollution they cause just by fucking going there. And it's <laughs> like at the same time, I don't you know, give Leo too much shit. I mean, he does, he has that documentary that's coming out about climate change. Yep. I forget what that's called. I can't remember either. Um, but like, he narrates it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I think he produced it and yep. made a bunch of money for it. And yeah, he donates to a lot of great causes and things like that. And, uh, but his, his like tweets and his stances on certain things, they come off a lot. Uh, they come off better, I guess is what I'd say better than most. Like yeah. it seems very non-condescending, or at least it's less okay. condescending. Sure, I've seen like some of his tweets. You know, and like it'll maybe state like maybe one little fact or one little statistic or something like that, and like we should try and make a change here, that type of thing. Right. It isn't like he isn't. It isn't too preachy. I guess is what I'm trying to That's say. That's the thing in his speech when he won for the Revenant. I know he spoke about the indigenous people and like saving their you know, their traditions and like letting them preserve land and stuff. Like he spoke out about it and he was for it. Uh, but I also got the impression that he was doing something to help it. He's creating that documentary, which is very much related. I mean, climate change and parts of the environment that are going to shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, yeah, I agree. I guess the little bits that I've seen of him, he doesn't seem like he's in your face about it. And then he's yeah. doing he's like sh- Al Gore. Or no, because he knows he's doing stuff that he could probably scale back. I mean, he's probably doing little things here or there, so he knows, like, I'm for that. But I, I like this stuff, too, a little bit. You know, well, You I always mean? see those pictures of him and, like, every when he's not doing a movie, it's every other weekend. <laughs> oh, we found new pictures of him. He was in, on a beach in Peru right. with these three models <laughs> and, like, other friends that, you know, they fly down there in a private jet yeah. and fly, flies all over the world. It's like, yeah. yeah, if I was rich, I'd fucking fly all over the world in private jet. Sure, why not? You're rich. <laughs> yeah. You won't see me giving an acceptance speech, <laughs> talking out pollution and stuff. <laughs> if I do, I'd go asterisk. Oh, I fly a private jet, <laughs> so let's cut all pollution. Let's limit it to private jets. <laughs> so yeah, fu- fucking fly commercial once in your life. Let's ride bikes in private jets. <laughs> <laughs> I just stick it to first class, you know, maybe. <laughs> Lower myself to first class. Just boycott spirit. Private airlines. 
Ugh. Talk quite a bit about the Oscars. Huh? It was a good one. Yeah, it wasn't, uh, like I said, Jimmy Kimmel, I thought he did good. I thought he was, he wasn't the best, but I would say he's above average. I think he's a safe Who selection. did it last? Chris Rock did it last year. Yeah. Chris Rock's always good, I guess. Uh, I thought he did good. I thought Jimmy Kimmel was solid. Mm-hmm. It, w- it was cool to, uh, getting in the uh, the tourists that were on the uh, Star Search bus. That was pretty funny. Bring yeah. them in there. And that picture that's been going on with Ryan Gosling. Um, oh, whispering in that lady's ear. <laughs> First, I thought it was like the like he was, the meme was like he just got kissed by Ryan Gosling, and people thought he kissed her. Oh, but okay. yeah, you could see that picture. That he's like whispering something. Yeah, it's her face is hilarious. That's funny. <laughs> it's a fucking Gos, dude. Fucking Gosling. <laughs> Did you see that picture of him uh, when everyone finds out that La La Land didn't win? There's a picture of him. He's in the back and he's giggling, going like covering up his face. And he's laughing. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. Well, because then he doesn't feel like he's the only one from La La Land that didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't win Best Actor. No. Lost to Casey. Well, went from Hey Girl to Bye Girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the last uh, guy. What do we have at the theater in the marquee? The last, oh, when we had La La Land, on the one side of the marquee, it is, hey, girl, we got La La Land. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. Those clever marquees. Um, Anything else you want to add about the Oscars? Uh, Nah, nope. Nope. John Legend killed it. Yeah, he was good. He's always solid life. I like hearing him perform live. He's always on point. He's like Adele. He's like Adele. Minus her fuck up at the Grammys, I guess. But yeah, although, like when they come on, you're like, they're going to be pretty goddamn. I did kind of want to see Gosling and Stone. I was sing hoping song, that they would actually sing it. And then I was like, whatever. nah, they're not going to do it in front of all their cronies. Because then I was thinking like, oh, John Legend must have wrote this. And then they wins and he didn't write didn't it. Write he wrote. It. <laughs> I think he must have written those like two other songs that he performed in the movie in that band. Oh, okay. In. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know we did like two songs for that movie. Yeah. So it must have been those two. Yeah. Must have been. The jazzy techno. <laughs> <laughs> the jazzy house music. Um, all right. I think that'll about do it. Please reach out to us. You can follow us on Twitter at watchthis underscore movie. Email us at watchthismovie at yahoo.com. Check out our website, WTMWatchThisMovie.com. And uh, rate and review on iTunes, Stitcher. All of our episodes are also available to listen or download from our website. So you can get it there as well. Other than that, we'll check you later. Guess we'll see you around. All right, check you later. Bye. Man. What are you talking Check about? Check you later. Check you later. <laughs> hey, man, you're off my case.